my fist, Wachowski! Welcome to the show. This is the Chuck Series Companion. Thank you for joining me. I am the Jaystrom, and I am very excited to be talking about today's show, which is Season 1, Episode 13, Chuck versus the Marlin, the final episode of Season 1 of Chuck. Originally, this was not intended to be a season finale of Chuck, but due to the writer's strike... They never were able to complete season one, and it just went on to season two. Let's see. This aired on January 24th, 2008. So after this episode aired, people had to wait eight months for more Chuck. That was pretty torturous. So this is the last bit of Chuck anybody got for a long time. You know, as I said before in the last episode, Chuck versus the undercover lover, which aired the same night as Chuck versus the Marlin. This is all people had of Chuck for eight long months. But that doesn't matter to you guys now because Chuck is on Netflix and you can keep going. (laughs) I just like to deliver a little bit of history, you know, with each episode before I talk about them. When I first started this podcast, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I just wanted to talk about Chuck. I needed to talk about it. I needed to get it out of me. I I needed to express my love for this show. You know, you go on to other things. I've watched other shows that I've enjoyed, certainly. But I have an affection for Chuck that will never leave me. As I've said before, you know, I purchased it on Blu-ray and I did a full series rewatch. And it was awesome reliving all the episodes because, you know, some get lost in the shuffle. Oh, yeah, this is that episode. Okay, I remember this. And a little while passed, maybe six months or so, seven months, eight months, I don't know, maybe eight months exactly. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start the series over again and rewatch it. Usually it involved binge watching, maybe get up to around season three, take a break for a couple of weeks, then come back. But this time, you know, doing this podcast, I'm basically watching one episode a week of Chuck. And it's been a lot of fun. So this has been 13 weeks of Chuck, and I've loved every moment of it. And I can't wait to do more. Hopefully I can keep the same pace of doing one Chuck episode a week. And I hope you guys will continue listening. Before we get started, as always, go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. You can read a write-up of each episode as I do them on my blog. Also, you can find previous episodes of the Chuck Series Companion on there. Also, you can send me an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com or send a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729. Feedback keeps the machine going, guys, so send me some of that feedback. I'd love it. Also, if you would, subscribe to the show on iTunes. You could leave a review or rate the show, and I would highly appreciate it. That would be awesome. 
Now, one special thing I want to do at the end of this episode is include something that was in the bonus features of the Chuck Season 1 DVD. It's called Chuck on Chuck, where uh, Chris Fedak, Josh Schwartz, Zachary Levi, and Joshua Gomez all sit around and talk about their favorite scenes from Season 1. So when this episode of the podcast ends, stick around for the very end, and I will include that little extra there. And I think it works as an audio, too. If you have just recently listened to the whole season of this show, talking about the first season of Chuck, then you will recognize the moments they're talking about from different episodes. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's a fun listen. I find myself, as I'm watching it, I'm just grinning like a goofball. You know, I'm just like pure joy. I love hearing them talk about what they love about their jobs and what they're doing. And it's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Now, as we get into Chuck versus the Marlin, I first want to talk about that it's written by Matthew Lau. Now, Matthew Lau served as a story editor on Chuck, and he also wrote several other episodes like Chuck versus the Fat Lady and Chuck versus the Lethal Weapon. So this guy uh, worked on Chuck for a very long time. Most recently, he worked on the shows Covert Affairs, Intelligence, State of Affairs, and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. And also, this episode was directed by Alan Croker. Now, I mentioned Alan Croker before because he directed Chuck vs. the Wookiee. And he'll go on to direct six more episodes of Chuck after this. So, so he directs quite a few awesome episodes of Chuck. Right now, he's directing things like Defiance and Salem, Dominion. Alan Croker also did quite a bit of Star Trek. He directed a lot of episodes of Voyager... Deep Space Nine, and even Enterprise. So he's a big Star Trek vet. Now, let's get into the episode. As it begins, it starts with a song called Style by UR Penetrators. Yes, that's the name of the band. <laughs> I didn't name the band people, okay? <laughs> but the episode begins so strangely with a video cam of women's cleavage and you soon realize why, because it's Jeff and Lester, of course. Go back, go back, go back. That is God and a surgeon working in harmony. And don't look now, here comes the shawarma girl delivering lots of food to Jeff and Lester, and they are super excited about it. Here comes the shawarma girl. Hey! Here you guys go. <laughs> Be careful, it's really hot. I don't want you to burn your tongue on it. Wow! 29 orders this month. <laughs> One more and you'll get a free Baba Ganesh. Reaching my pocket. Money, no. Hey, do you have change? <laughs> I like how he's like, do you have change? And she just walks away with this whole wad of cash. But don't look now, guys. Here's Chuck, and I think he's going to shut your operation down. Chuck is such a square. Fellas. Oh, boy. What are you guys doing? Or have you forgotten about Big Mike's policy on memory camp? I don't know what you're talking about, Chuck. He doesn't know what I'm talking about? That's so weird. So you didn't actually just remove the offending video from the camcorder and then hand it to Lester, who is now hiding it behind his back? What? Wow, my feelings are hurt, uh, Charles. After all these years, where's the trust, my friend? In Jeff's sweaty palms, along with the amateur consumer porn. Look. But everything's interrupted when Awesome shows up, and he needs something from Chuck. Hey, Chuck. No, you look. I, no. 
Uh, can I talk to you for a sec? Awesome to see you, Devin. Yeah, yeah, what's right. up? So what's on your mind? Chuck, I was, I was hoping to talk to you about Ellie. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, you know, ever since, um, ever since we've been dating, I've come to think of you as that little brother I never had. Don't you have two younger brothers? Indeed, indeed. But you seem like someone who can offer sage wisdom in confusing times. But wait, while Awesome is talking to Chuck, he looks over and he sees a bug and he flashes on it. It's one of those times I am really confused, bro. I don't know how to put this into words, really. That's a bug. What? What? Spider? I hate those fuzzy little bastards. It's funny when he sees it's a bug, he says out loud that it's a bug, and Awesome, who's usually awesome, kind of freaks out. He doesn't want a bug crawling on him. Uh, no, you got him. He was like, uh, and then, boof, gone. Can you excuse me for just one second? I think I just saw a kid crawling into an oven over in Home Appliances. Chuck! Chuck, I need you to drop some knowledge, bro. Now, as Chuck is headed down the hallway to the back, he sees Jeff and Lester messing with something, but right now he's got other things on his mind. You're moving, Bartowski. None to see here. Not even if I had the time. So Chuck busts in on the back room, and you know what's funny is Casey is always doing his job when he's at the Buy More. Have you ever noticed that? He does more work probably than anyone in this store. He's always pricing things, he's marking things, he's actually selling things, and now he's breaking down boxes in the back room when Chuck wants to have a word with him. You're getting sloppy, Casey. I understand that you have some perverse desire to listen to everybody, but you really need to be more careful when hiding your bugs. You lip-smacking about Bartowski. I just found this on one of our product displays, and not very well hidden, I might add. Normally, I'm a fan of your craftsmanship, if not your methods. Look, all I'm saying is that something like this discovered by someone less in the know than me could spell trouble. You worry about the supercomputer in your brain. Let me worry about the spy stuff, huh? Do you have a hard drive you can go fix? Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, Casey will take care of that. Now Chuck is back on the floor, and there's his buddy Morgan. I wonder what he's up to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's best buddy of mine. Yeah. What's up? Okay, saw an Infinity Ward mail in the trash, and I'm guessing that means you got a pre-release demo of the next Call of Duty game. Ah, uh, mm. yeah, but the last time I lent you a game sampler, it ended up all over the internet. So this one's going to stay in my locker, and you can play it when you get some adult supervision. Adult super... Chuck, I'm almost at the age where I should get my prostate checked annually. Okay, surely I could be trusted with an advanced copy of the next greatest video game on the planet. I wouldn't go that far, Morgan. I'm more of a Battlefield guy. But seriously, Chuck gets early versions of games? That is awesome. Have you seen Awesome? Over by the home theater room, I think. Really? Hey, hey, sorry about that. False alarm, it turned out anyway. The kid did not end up defrosting himself, as, as it turns out. So, uh, what uh, what's going on? This is one of those rare moments when things are not kosher, Chuck. Oh, man. This is harder than I thought. Uh-huh. Go, go on, I'm listening. Right, well, I've been thinking a lot about the way things are between me and your sister. And near the man in, in Ellie's family. So I was wondering, can I have your permission? Can I marry Ellie? Wow, that, that's quite quite a rock you got there. <laughs> I love the sound it makes as he unveils it. This is some serious business, Chuck. You really need to think about this. Do you want Awesome as your brother-in-law? 
Is he good enough to marry Ellie? I think we all know what the answer is. Is that a yes? Dude. Yes, yes. Sorry. I did, did you kind of, what? You know, you pulled the blank just right in. Yes, you have my blessing. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been in my family for years. It was my great grandmother's. <laughs> uh, I think she'll like it. Like it? She'll she'll love it. I, I'm, I'm just not sure she'll be able to lift her hand anymore. Oh, one other thing. Ellie is a bloodhound when it comes to these kind of things. If I keep this in the apartment, she will smell diamond. Can you hold on to this just for a day or so, man? I mean, just till I figure out how to pop the question. I, I don't oh, think it's actually thank- a good idea. You won't. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, bro. Hey, pretty soon I'm going to mean that literally. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure that was a great idea. Not that I don't trust Chuck, but he has a lot of chuckleheads around him. (laughs) From Morgan to uh, Jeff and Lester and just crazy things happen to the Bymore may have been a poor decision on Awesome's part. Now, let's cut to the Wienerlicious. Sarah is helping a customer when Casey arrives to tell her there's a problem. Danke, dass Sie uns im Wienerlicious besucht haben. We have a problem. What do you mean? Chuck found that in the buy more. We have a problem. And now we have a briefing from General Beckman when she informs them that the bug is a GLG-20, which also it turns out is a reference to spies like us. And also they mention an EM-50, which is a reference to Stripes, another awesome movie. So I think it's cool when the show works stuff like that in. The bug Chuck found is a GLG-20, one of the most advanced counter-espionage listening devices in the CIA arsenal. This is a CIA design? (laughs) Figures. The GLG-20 uses a low-powered transmitter in order to avoid detection. It has a maximum range of about 20 yards. Which means there's probably a receiver hidden somewhere inside the Bymore. We believe it's recently become a favorite of the Fulcrum agents. So you're telling us the secret government cabal that abducted Bryce Larkin and came within a hair of figuring out that Chuck's the intersect is now skulking around the Bymore? We need you to locate that receiver and find the person who planted it. You have 48 hours. If you cannot identify the enemy operative in that time... We will have no choice but to relocate Chuck to a secure government holding facility. Petowski's time as a civilian may be coming to an end. For their own safety, his family may never see him again. Yikes, that sucks. And it hurts even more when we see Chuck smiling, putting the ring away in his locker at the Bymore. And once again, Chuck has no idea what's being discussed about him. Oh, and by the way, I love this music that plays as it, we now go to the Buy More. It's not on the Chuck soundtrack, and I wish it was. It's just the happiest kind of Tim Jones, Chuck, Buy More music ever. And I wish that I woke up to this every morning. It'd be the beginning of a great day. And it's so hilarious here the way Big Mike shows up at the Vimor. He's reading his magazine. He has his coffee and his Danish. He's not paying attention to his surroundings. Or he would notice that the Vimor is completely empty. What are these young ladies going to learn? If they don't want someone taking a picture of their private business, put some draws on. 
That's fantastic there when Mike sees that his Marlin is missing and he falls back in his chair. It's a great bit of physical comedy there. Now, cut to a bit later, and other people have shown up, including the cops, and Lester couldn't be more paranoid. Hey, do you wish we'd for it? You don't run from the cops. Makes you look guilty or shot in the back. We are guilty. Bring me down, and I will cut you. So, no locks broken? No alarm set off? Nope. It's clean. Jeez, Jeff, really? You're going to cut Lester? Yikes. Must be an inside job. Thought of that. You really think any of these dummies can mastermind all this? It's almost always someone close to the operation. When I find out who robbed my store and stole my fish, I'm going to break my foot off in his behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Chuck arrives, and he has no idea what's going on. Hey, what's with the uh, police presence outside? They robbed the buy more, man. They took everything. They took everything? Everything. Oh, please, God, no. Please be there. Please be there. The ring. They took Ellie's ring. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh dear, that's not good. And what's worse is now Awesome is calling. And I love this picture on Chuck's iPhone. It's of Awesome kissing his own bicep. Oh! Oh! Hey! Chuckles, what's up? Listen, dude, I figured out how I'm going to pop the cue. The cue? What, what cue? What's a cue? You know, the cue, the big cue you only ask once in a lifetime. I oh, can't say right now, Mom. Is that your mom? Tell her that I love that kittens playing with the yarn sweater that she knitted me. You got it, babe. <laughs> I'm gonna do it while we're skydiving. R- really? Do you think? Uh, do you think it's a good idea? Not the first time we've been in the Mile High Club, buddy. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Listen, skydiving, skydiving is a little, it's a little risky. What do you think? I mean, you could drop the ring. Whoa! I call, dude. Hate to lose my great granny's ring. She gave it to me right before she passed. You know, she knew Ellie was the one before I did. Great, great. Okay, so just, you know, let me know when you figure something else out. Okay. But Devin, um, take your time. You got it, brother. Good job, Chuck. That'll delay him for a bit. Now Big Mike is addressing the troops, and he seems a little... Angry. Detective Conway here is convinced that this is an inside job. And we intend to get to the bottom of this. Bartowski, get over here! You're a suspect too. You all are. When that pig talks to you, look him in the eye and say nothing. Zip it. Nothing? Come on, that's that's incredibly rude, Jeffrey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Stop it, quit messing around. <laughs> I love that. Batowski, where's Casey? Don't you two usually carpool together? Yes. Yes, sir, we absolutely do. But, uh, not today. Why don't you go find out why his ass is so tardy? Someone might find that suspicious. Sure, yeah, I can do I can do that. I'll just, I just have to wait. 
Where are you? Big Mike's looking for you. Yeah, he's going to be looking for both of us. Now get down here. We need you. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I need you, okay? Someone cleaned out the buy more last night. They took everything. They took my sister's ring, the one she's supposed to wear forever, even though she doesn't know it yet. Awesome is supposed to propose to her. He trusted me, and now it's gone. Save it for your coffee, Clash Bartowski. Get down here. We got bigger fish to fry. And this part is really awesome. Chuck and Casey are what appears to be an airplane hangar. The doors open up and it reveals all of the contents of the Buy More are there. No choice, Chuck. No choice? Are you out of your minds? Do you have any idea what's going on at the store right now? That bug you found, it isn't one of ours. What bug? Who ours? The one you found yesterday. Casey only installed EM50s. The one you found was a GLG-20. It requires a secondary recording device nearby to collect the data. What are you talking about? Someone is spying on us. What? Okay, listen carefully. The bug you found was not ours. It belongs to an enemy agent, probably Fulcrum, and they planted it in the Bymore. Why? They're looking for the intersect. They're looking for you. We found a total of 29 bugs just like it. But we still haven't found the receiver. Okay. Well, the good news is that it was Sarah and Casey all along that took everything from the Buy More. So now Chuck can just get Awesome's ring and get the heck out of there. Okay. Well, wow. Uh, extreme, extreme measures, but uh, decisive action had to be taken. Good luck schlepping all this stuff back to the Buy More. Uh, I'm going to get back there right now and pretend like I don't know anything. Got any good tips for beating a polygraph? Chuck, wait. What? Oh, dog, yeah. <laughs> Can I get my sister's ring back? You guys are pretty damn thorough. You should be more concerned about not making it to her Can wedding. I talk to you for a second? Hold on. Oh, wait. There's that little bit about Chuck going away. Sarah doesn't know how quite to tell Chuck, but I think Casey prefers the more blunt method. He can't hear it like that. He won't process it. How do you give a man a life sentence just for being a good guy? How about I give it a try? Gently. No, I don't want to hear your version of it, and neither does he. It's a job. You always got to get your lady feelings involved. But wait, what's this? An agent comes along, and he tells Casey and Sarah that there's something they may want to take a look at. Casey, you might want to take a look at this. This is a surveillance tape taken during the robbery. There's nothing there. Bad guy disabled the security system. Wait. Hey, that's Jeff and Lester. And they are apparently drunk. It appears they've mistakenly turned the camera back on. Hang on a second, who's that? That's the spy. He's the spy who spies on spies. Why would a fulcrum agent want Big Mike's Marlin? Those two dillweeds interrupted an actual robbery in progress. The receiver's in the fish. Marlin, actually. Marlin. You, you, you yeah. would call it a Marlin, right? Yeah. Look. <laughs> See, there you go. Done. My job here is done. So now I'm sure you two super agents can figure out where the two drunken pinheads stash the fish. Marlin, four foot Marlin. I'm going to stick around here and try and find my sister's ring. Hey, Chuck. Chuck, no ring came up in our inventory. What do you mean no ring came up in your inventory? You guys robbed the Bymore, didn't you? What happened to Awesome's great-grandmother's ring? We kind of have some bigger picture concerns right now. What could possibly be bigger than me ruining the chances of my sister getting married? 
The receiver may contain information indicating that you're at the intersect. Say it. Say what you're not saying. If we don't locate the receiver in the next 24 hours, you'll be stored in an underground bunker for so long you forget what fresh air smells like. See? That was very gentle. Yikes, that's not good. So now come back to the buy more and Jeff and Lester are having a thumb war and it appears all the other employees are betting on it. <laughs> wow, they're really bored. One, two, three, four, I declare a thumb Lester, we gotta talk, it's important. Here's your problem, Charlie. Why is your time more valuable than mine? Oh, he is taking him over the top! Oh, I like that everyone starts coughing. Nart, nart, nart. He's on the shirt, nart. Where's the fish? Fish? What fish? We can do this the easy way or the hard way. Easy way is I shove his foot up your ass. What's the hard way? He's my foot. Look, we've seen the surveillance footage, guys, okay? We know you were here last night. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, you two geniuses thought you were turning the cameras off, but instead you turned it back on. We won't say anything to Big Mike, I promise. Okay. Come on, what, what's happening? Charles, would you give us a few minutes, please? Chuck? It was his idea. What? The whole reason we stuck in was to get your alcoholic ass another drink. You were getting the shakes. Not cool. It's a disease. You're a disease. And you've diseased us all. Me, Chuck, this guy. <laughs> How about that? Not cool. It's a disease. C calm, calm down. Calm down. Okay. Look, Jeff, I totally understand your plight. We sympathize with you, okay? And we don't judge. Just tell us what exactly happened. We were across the street at Bennigan's, and I got cut off again. Jeff. You're gonna tell the story, please. Don't butcher it. We were at Benny's, enjoying the deep-fried sampler. And we decided to come back to the store for a nightcap in the boss man's private stash. It's off. Uh, Rock and roll. We have the store to ourselves. We should take off all our clothes. Don't make me uncomfortable to be alone with you. I love that this entire sequence is also in black and white. <laughs> it's hilarious. Go get it. Bingo. Yes. I love when Jeff finds the liquor in Mike's desk. The bottle's empty. And he's like, no, no. No. No, no, no. Jeffrey! It's a wasted mission now. It's a wasted mission. Gotta do something exciting while we're here, man. We can burn it down. I was thinking more along the lines of a fishing expedition. And that, friends, is the story of the missing Marlin. And where is the Marlin now? Ah, I'm afraid I'm going to need a little compensation. Uh, Chucks! We took it to Chuck's pad! What? My apartment? Why? We didn't want to get busted with Big Mike's fish. <gasps> I'm going to need lotion. <laughs> Casey grabs him by the ear and he needs lotion now. Now cut back to the warehouse and Sarah is giving General Beckman an update. 
pursuing the receiver. We've got the location, and it shouldn't be long before recovery. Stay with the receiver. In the meantime, we've decided to extract Chuck. What? But we don't know he's in danger. There's a chance the identity of the intersect has been compromised. We have to err on the side of caution. You promised we had 48 hours. You know the game, Agent Walker. The order has gone out. Chuck is coming in. No! What kind of crap is this? Now, cut to the Bartowski house, and Chuck and Casey are turning the place upside down looking for that damn Marlin. Chuck, you're looking for a Marlin. And I love this part when Casey grabs a butcher knife and he's about to massacre the sofa. And Chuck is like, wait, 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 what are you doing? I seriously doubt that these geniuses had time to reupholster the couch. It's got to be here somewhere. Chuck? Hey, sis. John? Hi. What are you two up to? What's going on with the apartment? I'll clean it up later. Right now we're looking for something. What is it? Look, I, I, I promise you, whatever you want to talk about is not as important as what we're looking for right now. Okay, what are you looking for? A stuffed fish. A fish. Marlin, actually, about four feet long, got a spear-like nose. Yeah. Okay, Chuck, I get it. Besides, if anything really important were going on, you have plenty of people in your life that you can talk to about it. Hey, Ellie, wait. What? But I love this. Chuck takes a moment to hug Ellie. Because he realizes he may be going away, and this may be the last time he ever sees his sister. I love you. Just in case. Just in case of what? Uh, just in, just in case I can't find the fish. I suppose you haven't talked to Morgan? No, why? Because he left here last night with a four-foot-long marlin. He's mine. Now, cut to the buy more, and Morgan just happens to be in Big Mike's office being interrogated by Big Mike and the cop. And you know nothing about the stolen merchandise? No, sir. Officer? Detective? Where's my fish, Grimes? Mr. Tucker, please! The merchandise is insured. That fish cost me 200 bucks on eBay. Wait, you bought that fish? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We finally find out that Big Mike never caught that fish. He just bought it on eBay. That'll be all, Mr. Grimes. I know. What do you use for bay? PayPal? Right. Out. All right. Yes, sir. You cracked, didn't you? You were so weak. You were so weak. How about we do it? I supposed to believe that. You're up. You go. I got the scraggly troll. I, I did not rob the store. Did I ask you that? Already he's talking about stolen goods. You might as well come out and admit you did it. Please, let me handle the investigation. Now, Mr. Bartowski, we believe this was an inside job. None of these other imbeciles could even tie their shoes without Bartowski say so. If there's a ringleader, you're looking at him. Where's my fish, Bartowski? Now let's cut to the home theater room where now Casey is interrogating Morgan. Okay, start talking from the beginning. Okay, um, I was born a cesarean section. I always felt like I was robbed that headlong voyage of the uterine canal. Where's the Marlin, moron? Ah, the 
Well, a fish shore. That's a tale for the ages. Start talking around. Pull each and every one of these hairs out of your face one at a time, starting with this one. <clears throat> Torture? Hey, if you're trying to get me to talk, you are using the wrong tactic, brother. Really? What's the right tactic? My own personal kryptonite? Grape soda? On the rocks, please. That's right. Morgan does love grape soda. Now, back in Big Mike's office... Big Mike is going to resort to other tactics to get Chuck to talk. You don't want to talk, Bartowski? We'll just have to turn the heat up on you. (laughs) Now, Casey has brought Morgan some grape soda, and I love how Morgan goes proper after he takes a drink. Paying homage to the great MC Hammer, wherever he may be. So it all started with the next Call of Duty game. Now, I don't really consider it stealing since I see Chuck and I more as life partners and therefore community property. Using my own personal entrance, I went into Chuck's room to play the game. And when I reached into the bag, I discovered it. I found a... This is just getting a little personal. All right, new tactic. You finish the story or I put your head through the wall. Okay, someone wasn't hugged enough as a child. Ugh. That's horrible. It's better on the rocks. That's why I told you to. Anyway, there I was, staring at the most horrific object the world has ever seen. No! Oh, no. Now Morgan has found Awesome's grandmother's ring, and he thinks it's Chuck's, and he's going to give it to Sarah. What? Morgan, you scared me to death. What is wrong with you? No, 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 no. No, it's Chuck. Well, what is it? What happened? We've lost them, Mel. We've lost them forever. I, you better sit down. Um, I don't know how to say this. He's gone. Morgan, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Chuck's going to propose to Sarah. And that's pretty much the whole story. More or less, Ellie and I bonded over the fact that, you know, he didn't include us in this life decision. But, hey, who cares? You know, he's got you now. So, What does that have to do with the fish? Fish? Who cares about the fish? John, Chuck's getting married. I love Casey's face. Like, he's so frustrated with Morgan. But don't look now. The shawarma girl is back. Peters are here. Hey. Deliveries, so I dropped in your free Baba Ganesh today. Oh, really? Uh-huh. 29 deliveries, 29 bugs. Wait a second. 29 bugs, 29 deliveries. I think Chuck has figured something out. But first he needs evidence. Jackpot. 
I love that Jeff and Lester's disc is labeled Boobies, Boobies, Boobies. Gotcha. Good thing Jeff and Lester are pervs. I can see you sweating it. So, you ready to tell us what happened here last night? I'm telling you guys, I have no idea. Fine. There's other ways to make you talk. Time to send you back to Gin Pop. He sung like a canary. Thanks for the info, Chuck. John Casey, you're next. One sec. What, can't fit the police into your social schedule? Get in here now! Are you and I taking a trip downtown? You have a second, Mr. Casey? We'd appreciate it. I can't believe you told Casey you put the Marlin in Chuck's room. What? Don't worry, I moved it to the freezer at the Wienerlicious. Wow. I'm impressed with you. Thank you. I love how easily Lester is impressed, but what is Morgan doing hiding the Marlin where Sarah works? Has he gotten to know Sarah so well that he's going to hide the Marlin at her job at the Wienerlicious? It seems kind of strange, but who cares? But Lester's more concerned with the shawarma girl leaving so abruptly. I wonder why. Hi. Whoa. Where you going? Where you going? Where you going, Lizzie? Lizzie. Now cut to the Wienerlicious and Sarah is watching the video that Chuck sent her right as the shawarma girl shows up. Can I help you? Yeah. I was wondering if I could get something out of your freezer. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's a company policy. The kitchen is usually off limits for non-employees. Okay. Then I'll have to use my special cap. You're no hot dog maker. Bring it on, Pete girl. Hell yeah, hot dog girl versus Pete girl. It's on. We're closed. Where's the fish? Now cut back to the buy more. And it's funny, Morgan is telling Chuck, I know there's something more with your girlfriend. And of course, what he's talking about is that he knows Chuck is going to propose marriage to her, which he's completely wrong about. And Chuck is wondering, what the hell are you talking about? Could he possibly know? We need to talk. It's an emergency. Oh, listen. No. Hey, 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 Chuck, Chuck, it's okay, man. I know about you and Sarah. Man, how she's more than just your girlfriend. What? Morgan, stay. Stop! Stay. Hello. After careful consideration of all potential proposals, I have made a decision. Oh, let me guess. Naked 2K run? Dinner, Chuck. Romantic candlelit dinner. Just the two of us. Wow, good. The coup de gras. Molten lava cake with the 2K diamond ring filling. Hell, you'll really love that. Look, Devin, just, just promise me that you'll take care of my sister if anything were to happen. What's going to happen? Oh, hey, kick hits the oven in two hours. Don't be late. What am I going to do? You do nothing. You haven't given Sarah the ring yet, dude. There's plenty of time to call this whole thing off. Sarah ring? Yeah, the ring you got Sarah, the one I kind of took out of your locker. You mean the ring that Awesome got for Ellie? Oh, thank God, man. Are you kidding? I thought I lost you, pal. I... Morgan, where is the ring? It's kind of complicated. I... 
It's in the freezer at the Wienerlicious. I put it in a Big Mike's Marlin, and I, I was going to put it back. <laughs> I love how he slaps Morgan in the face. <laughs> Ow! Now back at the Wienerlicious, the shawarma girl is forcing Sarah at gunpoint to give her the Marlin. Slide it to me. Now! Well, Lizzie the shawarma girl now has the Marlin, and she's locked Sarah in the walk-in freezer. But luckily, Chuck shows up, only to find the Marlin broken in half, and all the contents inside are gone. No, no! No, 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 no! Sarah? Lizzie's the mole. She got the receiver, Chuck. Oh my God, Sarah, it's over. They're going to stick me in some tiny cell with no windows. Okay, Chuck, I need you to focus. We can get Lizzie if you can get me out of here. How? I keep a backup piece in the jar of horseradish sauce. Horseradish? Who, who, who puts horseradish on hot dogs? Chuck! Got it. Right. Hide it someplace nobody would look. Right. right. Okay. Don't! I got Okay. Okay, now shoot the lock. Um, look, Sarah, I've never really fired a gun before, okay? And I've, I've actually done this on purpose to avoid any unpleasant side effects like shooting myself or others. Just shoot the lock or I will shoot you when I get out of here. Okay. Get back. Ready? Ready? Get back. One. Two. Oh, Chuck, take the safety off first. Take the safety off first. One sec, I've just a little problem. Bartowski, Big Mike told me I'd find you here. Drop the gun, Bartowski, okay. now! No, 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 no need to shoot! That's not my gun, it's not my gun, it's not my gun. My girlfriend is locked in the freezer, and if you let her out, she can explain everything. Okay, let's go. She's right. Come on, move. Okay, okay. Just look nice in the freezer. Nice try, just, just go, look go, Look in the freezer, go. please, just look in the freezer. She's right there! Aren't you taking this thing a little seriously? What kind of cop are you? Indeed, what kind of cop is he, Chuck? Now cut back to the buy more, and uh-oh, Morgan, look out, Casey's back. Where's Big Mike's fish? What are you now, huh? Big man's personal Gestapo? Come on, you can't bring me... That's the Wienerlicious. <sighs> now Casey shows up the Wienerlicious, and he too finds the Marlin broken in half, and Sarah is still locked in the freezer. Casey! Sarah, stand back. Delivery girl is the mole. The detective took Chuck. It's so funny there how Sarah is all frozen as she comes out of the freezer. But then cut to Awesome, and he's on the phone. He's got the whole dinner set up. Ellie's sitting there waiting, and he's like, where are you? I need the ring. Where are you, Chuck? I need the ring. <laughs> this is not awesome. Now cut to Chuck. He's riding in the car with a cop. And when he hears him say something, Chuck flashes. I have the package, HQ. This is Longshore. You're not a cop. That's right, Chuck. That's not a cop. That's a CIA operative named Longshore. Now cut back to the Wienerlicious when Casey and Sarah are there to report to Beckman and Graham that they know who the operative is now. We've identified the enemy agent. She was posing as a pita parlor delivery. Codename Lizzie. So she escaped with the receiver. Yes, but she made a phone call. We're currently tracing the cell signature and we can triangulate her location. We just need more time. As soon as you locate her, take her out. 
Uh, one of us needs to go and get Chuck out of police custody. He was arrested just... The intersect is no longer your concern, Agent Walker. I... I don't understand. Detective Conway is CIA. Chuck is on his way to the extraction point right now. We've decided to transfer him to lockdown immediately. Is there a problem? Uh, no. No, I just thought I would handle his transfer. Forget about Chuck, Agent Walker. Focus on catching that fulcrum agent. We're on it. Oh, no. What they've all feared is happening. Chuck's actually being sent away. This sucks. We, meaning I go get Lizzie, while you find Chuck. Well, don't make me change my mind. Now, cut back to Chuck, and he's talking to Longshore about what can he expect about his new terrible life. So, this is it, huh? I'm gonna get my own padded cell. Do I get a bed, or is my whole room kind of like a bed? It's not as bad as it sounds. The underground complex where you will be living has state-of-the-art security and amenities. You'll even be allowed outside to visit controlled locations. Hold on, I, I, I can't leave without telling Ellie something, a reason for going. What should I say? Nothing. It's safer for them if you just disappear. Wow, this really does suck. The package is ready for extraction. Send in the chopper. Now cut to the top of a building. Longshore has brought Chuck up there and are waiting for a chopper to land when luckily Sarah shows up. Longshore! Is there a problem, Agent Walker? Sarah, thank God you're here. Listen, I, I don't, I don't want to go yet. I, I can't. Agent Casey is tracking the fulcrum mole, and he should have her in custody soon so we can hold off on the Chuck transfer for the time being. If there was a change in the operation, I would have been contacted. I have my orders. We don't have to do this. This is a judgment call. Okay, we can just hold Chuck here until we know for sure. His cover was blown. He's gone. No, I will take full responsibility. Chuck is my asset. He's my guide. Just just give us more time, please. I'd appreciate it. I really would. Please don't do this. Okay, you've got one minute. One minute. I love that moment there. Sarah actually has her hand on her gun. If this guy were to say no, I'm pretty sure Sarah would have shot him. That's how protective of Chuck she is. And I love this moment here between Chuck and Sarah when Chuck is telling Sarah, please let him know it's okay and say goodbye for him. It's a really touching moment. And we've seen throughout this show how Zachary Levi does physical comedy, his comedic timing, but he can also do these warm, heartfelt moments so well. He's just a great performer. And Yvonne Strahovski is great, too. This scene grabs me emotionally. I'm not ready, Sarah. I'm not ready to disappear. No, I know. I need you to talk to Ellie and to Morgan and my friends and, 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 and tell them... I don't know. Look, if I'm supposed to be dead, just say something that will make it okay, that will make them feel all right. Just make sure they know how much I love them. You can do that, right? Of course you can. You're Sarah. You can do anything. And hey, there's a silver lining to this, too, you know? Because we're not working together anymore, which means we can go on a date. You can come by my cell, and we can hang out, and you can tell me who the president is. And maybe, uh... Maybe we can see how we really feel. Time's up. 
Professor. Chuck. Save you later. And indeed, you will have to save him later, Sarah, because the shawarma girl has just shown up and taken out Longshore. Get down! I listened to the receiver. She knows. Do you know how many agents are looking for Bryce Larkin? And all this time, the intersect was here. Wait until my superiors find out. Wait until they find out? Aha, uh-huh, that means she hasn't told anyone yet. Look, what if I surrender and you run? I mean, I'm going in the cell anyway. What's the difference? Torture. Okay, no surrender. I only have one question, Chuck. Who's the ring for? She has Elsie Gazer ring. Chuck, distract her. What? How? I love that she also has the ring. That's hilarious. Okay, look, 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 you really, you really want to take me in? You're going to have to sweeten the deal a little bit for me. Hey, 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 uh, look, look, the CIA, they're offering me a nice padded cell, real cush. Can you beat that? I'm a guy who enjoys a, a good steam. Can you do, can you do maybe a steam room or something? I don't think you're really in a position to bargain, Chuck. I have two guns. What do you have? Me. Oh, yeah, get her, Sarah. <laughs> Don't break the ring! Hey! Matuska, get out of the way! There's really serious fight fighting going on! Get down, Chuck! Holy crap, they fell off the building. But luckily, they landed in a dumpster. Had a feeling that girl was dirty. Now, let's cut back to the Biomore with my favorite music. And once again, Big Mike is showing up to work. He's got his paper. He's got his Danish and his coffee. And he totally doesn't notice that the Bymore is back to normal. And I also love that his Marlin is back and it's taped up with duct tape. What cracks me up about that is that the CIA went to painstaking detail to put the Bymore back the way it was. But the Marlin, though, who cares? Chuck or maybe Casey duct taped it and just threw it back on the wall. (laughs) It's pretty hilarious when you think about it. And I love what Mike says here about the power of positive thinking. And we get the song Get Away by Butcher the Bar. Positive thinking. And then cut to the Bartowski house, and we see Awesome and Ellie on the couch. There's an empty bottle of wine. They've been up all night, and Awesome is unloading all of his feelings. This was an amazing night, as it always is with 
but sometimes I know life isn't always awesome. What I'm trying to say is that when things get rough, I want to face them together. Know the good times and the bad. And I love here as he's talking, we see that Chuck and Sarah are in the dumpster searching everywhere for that ring. Oh, 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 ladies, feminine products. That's not good. That's not good. Are you, uh, are you sure that Lizzie didn't have the ring on her? When they took her away, all she had was the receiver. Well, then it's got to be here somewhere. You know, Chuck, if we can't find it, we can just replace it. Look, look, look. It, it was Awesome's great granny's ring, and it's going to be my sister's, okay? Even if it's covered in coffee grounds and miscellaneous DNA. I have a ring, and I have the blessing of your brother. Will you do me the honor of becoming my wife and own our favorite house? I found it! Yay, he found the ring! Now he's going to speed home as quick as he can. Let's go. Way to go, Chuck. Always knew you could handle my family jewels, so to speak. Ah, once you're sleeping really hard like that, sometimes if you pinch your nose, it'll wake. Right. I'm gonna. Chuck heads outside, and Sarah's waiting for him, and they're both so filthy from being in that dumpster. But it's mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. I can't believe you pulled it off. That'll make one hell of a story at their wedding, which I'm never allowed to talk about under fear of death, understood. I have other material. You wanna? What's by you? And it's such a great moment. I've said it before. Chuck does warm moments better than any show. Chuck and Sarah are watching through the window and they can see Awesome proposing to Ellie and her accepting. And it's just a great moment. Or as Awesome would say, it's an awesome moment. She looks so happy. Yeah, she does. I couldn't leave him yet. You don't have to worry about that. You're safe. Yeah, safe for now, though. Right, I mean, they keep getting closer. Eventually they're going to figure out who I am. Do you think you should go in and congratulate Ellie? You want to come in with me? Oh, it's family time. I know. Well, good night. Notice how she kind of distracts Chuck there. He's wondering how soon till Fulcrum figures him out. And she doesn't want him to think about that right now. And he already thinks of Sarah as family, but I don't think she's ready yet. We can only keep him here for so long. 
realize that, don't you? Not if Sarah has anything to say about it, Casey. All right, guys, that was the episode. Season 1, episode 13, Chuck versus the Marlin. The final episode of season 1. We did it. That was the first season of Chuck in the can. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it. It has been awesome. I love talking about Chuck. I love covering the show. It's great doing this podcast, and I can't wait to do more. I can't wait to do season two. This was a fun episode. It had everything. It had hilarious buy more antics, and it has the fear of Chuck being locked up in a bunker somewhere. Sarah and Casey both kept that from happening, and the way season one ends is, how long indeed can they keep Chuck's secret safe? Again, this episode had everything I love about Chuck. It had the warm moments with Awesome proposing to Ellie, with Chuck saying goodbye to Sarah, and it had the hilarious moments with uh, the Buy More gang being interrogated. It was just a fun episode, and and that's why I love Chuck. So if you guys would, go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Read my little blog entries I do for each episode, and I provide links to different things I want you to see. Also, listen to all the previous episodes, and also send me some feedback at nimpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail. Call 1-206-309-4729, and I'll play your voicemail on the show. Also, be sure and click the iTunes link and give the show a rating and subscribe. I'd appreciate that as well. Now, guys, remember what I said before. When this podcast ends, don't turn it off because I'll have a special bonus on there. Chuck on Chuck as Chris Fedak, Josh Schwartz, Zachary Levi, and Joshua Gomez talk about their favorite parts of season one. It's pretty awesome. So keep on listening. Well, guys, that's it for me. The next time I'll be talking to you will be in season two of Chuck. Thanks, guys, for listening. And until then, see you next time. When that pig talks to you, look him in the eye and say nothing. Zip it. Now this is podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hi, I'm Zachary Levi. And this is Josh Gomez. Hi. Uh, Together we are Zachary Levi and Josh Gomez. Chuck Morgan. And who are these guys again? uh, A couple of other guys from our cast crew. I'm Ryan McPartland. I play Captain Austin. (laughs) And... I'm uh, Sarah Lancaster. Yeah, right fantastic. Oh you, you, the, Such wow, a crush the, on the off season's too. been. Strike has not been good. Today. Not, not good at all. <laughs> Ultimately, what, what's happened here is that Josh, myself, Josh again, or Captain Awesome, as we'd like to call him, and Sarah, otherwise known as Chris Fedak, have all chosen three scenes that uh, strike a chord with us uh, when it comes to the show. And uh, so we're going to do uh, kind of uh, point counterpoint and discuss the various scenes and talk about what we like and maybe what we don't like. I guess we'll just dive in. Yeah. Well, it's all so good. first up uh, are the scenes that Chris and I uh, selected based on the merits of the writing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> scenes that were actor-proof. Then you would oh, use merit and writing in the same sentence. I, I find think the first be. scene actually has no dialogue. Uh, this is from the this is from the pilot. This is the scene. This is the club scene uh, where Chuck and Sarah are kind of going on their first uh, date together. They've just had dinner. 
at a great little Mexican restaurant. And a little known fact about this scene, uh, originally there was another character in the show named Kayla who was the next door neighbor right. and, the, and uh, the sort of another girl that Chuck was pining for and this was her club and you actually took Sarah here to impress Kayla. And then when we kind of watched the pilot we felt like we had almost too, there was too much uh, going on. Uh, there was a lot of love interest going too on. Much, too we much needed love to, interest. We needed to, to prune if you will. Uh, this, this scene has also been there since the beginning when we were emailing the story back and forth even before we set it up at Warner Brothers. This was actually a scene that we, we have. Like, there has to be a scene where they go on a date and he thinks she's the most amazing dancer in the world and literally she's killing people but without him even And she like, had trained darts. I think we were using yeah, trained yeah, darts yeah. at some point. Yeah. So yeah, we liked this scene because it was, it was part of the original sort of you know, idea of the show. I also think it really captured the, the spirit of the show. There's a moment in the scene where you have this look on your face of like, I can't believe this is happening. My whole life has changed. It was like pure joy. And, uh, and at the same time, Sarah is, you know, killing people all right. And it just, it was like the whole show, the whole premise of the show, the whole tone of the show in like one shot. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but it was just, it was just this really, uh, it was the scene I think that really kind of sold what the, the tone of the show was. It was that wish fulfillment for your character. I, I agree. I, I can't disagree with that. That's a very well-made argument. Point. <laughs> Point. Oh. No, or unless, oh. unless you want to disagree. Yeah. You have to make this competitive. Well, I mean, Morgan wasn't in the I scene, technically. So that's, a, that's actually a plus. Morgan Morgan-esque. Morgan-esque. A little bearded fellow. A little bearded fellow. Just handing we'll out drinks. Point just writers. Kind of one. Just warming up. Just warming up. Oh, what do we have here? So, uh, Chuck versus the undercover lover. Uh, I think... Great episode for Adam Baldwin, by the way. Great episode. Great episode. He did a great job. And I I think this is the best piece of action comedy that the show has ever done. I think uh, it's hilarious. It's terrifying at moments. And uh, I think it sums up the Chuck Casey relationship in a really kind of pithy way. Yes. You know, strapped to his back and swinging each other around. That great moment where you're like... Oh, here it is. Here it is. How do you like that, sucker? (laughs) How do you like it all? Yeah, yeah I was moment. great. I was, <laughs> I was great in this. Point, point. Um, and then, they had me and Adam in the actual room, and I was supposed to just dangle the the ends of my legs off the balcony. <laughs> yep. uh, but I was like, that's not gonna look real. So I made sure that I hung as much of my body off the balcony as I possibly could. Was it scary? Uh, no, no, because I totally trusted uh, Baldwin not to trip. Baldwin, not you, to trip. You, you put your trust in Adam Baldwin. I, no, 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 no. God, no. What are you, crazy? <laughs> uh, no, I trusted our, our stunt department. You know what I mean? They, they had all the pulleys and all the weights and everything was all <laughs> Pulleys up. and weights. You're safe. Pulleys <laughs> and weights. Come on. That, was, that technology's been around forever. Uh, so, no, it was all, it was all good, and, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, uh, so fantastic. Oh, are they going to make it? I don't know. Oh man! Look at that! They got lethal weapon two. Whoever that stunt guy was, lethal weapon two. Lethal weapon two. We could have used Josh for the like the Joe Pesci of it. Whatever Josh. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Little tissue up the nose. Little ice Neil Diamond kicks in, which is you know it's a little known fact that Casey, when he's unwinding, will listen to Neil Diamond. This is Drake's dad's favorite song. Josh didn't know this song. No, I had a different song in there. We had I had a newer Neil in there, and you're like, no, 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 Love on the Rocks. It's the sure. only way to go. Sure. <laughs> but when the writers, when we're actually coming up with the action scenes, sometimes we actually sit around and actually do them in the writer's room. So just think about all the cool, you know, stuntmen. Instead, it's a bunch of nerdy writer types. Can we get awesome. that footage yeah, you for a bonus feature? Good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Point. Good scene. Point. Whatever. Oh, we are man. kicking How do we even, how am I going to say bad scene? I know, right? God. Well, this is the this is the pineapple scene where um, uh, Chuck is going to evacuate the store. This episode was directed by Allison Liddy Brown. She did a great job. And um, uh, Thanks. who's that guy? <laughs> hey, hey. Morgan, you uh, made it. Yeah. 
I knew I'd get myself in this picture somehow. <laughs> Kerensky got hit in the head three times in this episode? Well, he was so good getting hit in the head with the big box that we totally added Oh, that, that's, to- that's hysterical. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. The insert never was getting hit with the megaphone. I'm supposed to throw the megaphone and you never see it again. Like, that guy hitting a hit in the head with stuff is funny. Yeah. Who knew? And this was yeah. Die Hard in the Buy More, which is what Fedek has been dreaming of yeah. since day one. And this was, a, this was an incredibly difficult. We had a, a thousand extras. Not a thousand, actually, officially, but we had to fill the Buy More because yeah. it was actually this is, uh, set on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. That's right. The store is jam-packed full of people, so we just had extras everywhere. It was, yeah. it was insane. It was insane. You were there for the whole thing? It was a DeVille yeah, film. It was nuts. It, yeah. it was crazy. But it, it was um, like literally one of those Lawrence of Arabia things where you're like, push more extras in the background, more extras in the background, kind of keep it tight and dense and all like, but it also, gonna, yeah. Big Mike has two passions in his life. Yes. Fishing, Fishing and, and Danish. Danish. And you're going to see one of those. Uh, this is a great moment, too. Anna, <laughs> the love between you guys is sure. palpable there. Sure. Palpable. Look at, look at Baldwin. There what it is. Danish. Danish. people down. Here it's it like, is. Like here's the move. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Here's the power I wish slide. you guys would have kept the this, this shot in where he fell. That would have been. Uh, no, this fan. is his heroic moment. Look at <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I know, but then yeah. of course the editors added like the loudest boom. It <laughs> <laughs> was just like gilding the lily. But his reaction here as he gets shoved out is great. We didn't even know if he could actually there make the slide. Boom! There we go. Oh, and he's out. <laughs> I forgot that? about that. I forgot about that. When I was yes. watching this episode, oh. dude, I fell out. I fell out of my chair. I it was, the most, it I was Morgan Rockstar. It was yeah. like, ah! Yeah, but it's like a Tobey Maguire. And I wanted to do the Peter Parker. I wanted to somehow do the Spider-Man. Oh, I pulled so many things. It was Peter Parker meets David Lee Roth. Should we do the next scene? This is the big kissing scene. Yeah, and Yvonne, and Yvonne is like fearless. Is I mean, I know she was nervous about the yeah. thing, but she was also, if we're gonna kiss, let's kiss. Let's, yeah, no, you know, and, it, and it made it real yeah. and it made it organic. And and, oh, and point fantastic. for you. <laughs> point. I think it's like it's like a five pointer. Yeah, I think yeah, so. A, now it's even. It's a, it's a, but uh, and then yeah, there's that moment where she kind of like you see her make the decision to kiss you, and you and you get it in that moment. And then your reaction is great. Of like, is this happening? I think your eyes are open, right? Well, she, when she, I think my eyes are closed because I think we're gonna die. And she kisses right. me, and then my eyes open, open and then right. I'm like, well, if we're gonna do this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Jeez, let's do it already. Oh, here's the bomb. It's tick, counting tick, down. Tick tick tick. tick, tick, tick. That was interesting because we we also had to pick up a shot. <laughs> we did. We had to pick up a yeah, which is scary. This right yeah. here, which actually. is scary because it's a big emotional scene. And are we gonna be able to get yeah. the same intensity from Zach? Because he, you know. Likes to phone it in. Uh, no, well, it is. I this is the move right there. It's aggressive. Yeah, then you pull her in, and it's Whoa. like, we're going to do this. Whoa. Yeah. 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 It was hot. Oh, my. Yeah, that was yeah. a little, yeah. might have been a little cheese steak. Where's my cheese steak? might have been a little tongue. onion, I think. And I'd like to know how you prepared for this particular thing. <laughs> you just set me up. It's almost like we had a pre-interview. I, I, I kind of absentmindedly... And, I think Yvonne thought I did this on purpose. I, 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 I'm not kidding. I did not do this on purpose. This but funny, somebody uh, had ordered <laughs> a Philly cheesesteak sandwich company to come and make food. Oh. And I was really hungry. And they had great Philly cheesesteak sandwiches and, like, and uh, uh, tasty cakes. Like, it was all this East Coast thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm getting... So I was like halfway through my Philly cheesesteak with like cheese and onions and peppers and all this stuff. Yeah, and here's the thing. Yvonne, according to what... You know, Yvonne was very, like a little nervous. Uh-huh. You know, and so she was very... She couldn't really eat. She didn't want to eat and she wanted to do whatever. And I just, in my head, was like <laughs> cut to... <laughs> Homeboy, like this, <laughs> just with a cheesesteak and cheese. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I just love the image of him like kissing Yvonne and then like take. Oh my god! 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 Oh my
<laughs> no. 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 I don't know. No. So that's how I prepared. I ate. Uh, but I also... I also balanced that with, you know, I, I must have digested about a uh, hundred Altoids in the period of that night. Can I bring something else? You kissed two, two, two girls in this I episode. I did kiss two girls in the episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. I'm not going to lie. It was fantastic. So this is our first attempt uh, to, do, to bring some action into the, into the Buy More. And, uh, and, and a good attempt, by the way. And there he is. Uh, sure. Tang. sure. Breaks my heart. CS, we miss you, buddy. We miss you. Tang in your face. Dude, that was yeah. my... F- I, I thought about this because I, I was like, you got to get a Harry Tang scene yeah. in there. He's and so good, and we lost him to Dexter, and maybe eventually Dexter will kill him, as Dexter mm, wants to do. Yeah, yeah, he likes to kill that. people. He does. He's a he was, killer. He was bummed to leave. Yeah. And it was a great, you know, just adversary in the buy more. Oh, awesome. And uh, selling Chuck out at every, at every moment. <laughs> so in this scene, you get a little tang in your face. Uh, it was the second episode we did in series. The first episode, uh, we decided to try to make it bigger than the pilot yeah. <laughs> half the time with several explosions and helicopters and car chases. And I feel like this is the episode where we really started to settle in to, to the, the groove of the show, the right kind of, you know... The real tone. The tone, the tone of the show and the, the balance of... of um, oh, here's of uh, L- Lorena, who played mm-hmm. Milena. And the way Ensler kind of, you know, conceived of the whole episode was there's going to be these, like... Tango, everything, yeah, everything just like that, just like that moment right there where they're kind of passing each other and looking, yeah, right. And uh, so he just he did a great job. Yeah, he, he, yeah. And this is also the first time that Adam Baldwin uh, headbutted someone's fist. This is true. Yeah. yeah, So there's there's great moments of you crawling through here and hiding, and then you throw the cage door shut on the guy, and uh, and you have that moment of sweet victory, (laughs) (laughs) as if he couldn't shoot through the cage. Yeah, well, uh, uh-oh. He wasn't, he's not, well, he's not the, he wasn't the brightest thug. He's, just, he's got more brawn. Really. Yeah, you know he's I mean? even broad. broken and it opens, and, uh, and that moment of, like, your eyes closing as you're about to meet I'm your maker. I'm about to meet my maker. And it's always the balance that the show has to, to, to walk of, like, we want it to be funny, and we want it to, but at the same time, if you don't believe that Chuck could potentially die in this scene, there's no stakes to it. There's no weight to it. And, and uh, you guys do a great job of, of uh, I'll give up a point. To, uh, <laughs> to uh, a balance. Oh, you're going to concede a point now? <laughs> wow. you know, oh, thanks. Well, got, you're very big. It's twin. very big of you, Schwartz. It's a 23 point lead. You can <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here, here's a couple of them. You know yeah. what? I don't need these ones. Yeah. Take these ones. I love that Baldwin stuffs the guy in the, in the, little ref, in the refrigerator. Yeah. The hours, I think, were spent in the writer's room trying to figure out how to dispose of the bad guy, and they just stuff him in the fridge, and we never go back to it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we, we yeah. actually kind of boxed them up at one point and they actually shipped them out, but the more and more we worked on it, we didn't want to get stuck in that. Don't sweat the details. Yeah, details, okay. guns to a chain link fence, who cares? Oh, the scene we both right. selected. So this is our romantic uh, finale, because at the end of the day, you know, the relationship, I should say, between Chuck and Morgan really is a, right. is a huge part of the show. Right. Um, kind of a little oh, known man, fact. Is a, so, this is so far, I, we did an episode of The O.C. that was set to this song right. and right. shot also in slow motion of Ryan rushing to get to Marissa mm-hmm. for New Year's Eve and then trying to figure out, like, how to do the funny fake bromance sequence it was yeah. like well, why don't we just shoot it the same way <laughs> so Morgan you are Misha Barton in this scene right, right. Oh, I, that's it's, the I channel I was, uh, does that make me Ben McKenzie it or? does alright so yeah. I'm, good that, with, I'm fine with that do it as you will uh, by the way, Sarah Lancaster, how smoking hot did she look at her? That's your sister. That's oh, my God. It was ridiculous. And, and Yvonne and, yeah. and, uh, and Princess Leia from the show Jedi. is a 15-year-old boy's fantasy. Again. Yes. Hello. And then, of course, it culminates in the, uh, in the, the It Takes Two breakdance sequence. But the idea that every year you guys go as the sandworm from Dune. Well, Dune's Josh's favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Josh. Actually, no, during the strike, Fedak has a chair. I'm putting this on film, so it's there for posterity. Okay. Fedak is a huge Dune fan. Right. And uh, <laughs> during the strike, allegedly, he was sitting there like this with his eyes closed, listening to the Dune audio CD wash <laughs> over him. 28 hours of Dune. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So, no. Be afraid. I don't be feel afraid. so bad about all the online I gaming know. I do yeah. now. That's a strike work day for That's me. That's good. Yeah. Sitting there. Hey, look, pencils down means pencils down. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean audio <laughs> tracks of Dune down. No, of course not. Uh, th- uh, so this this is the scene um, in uh, Chuck versus the Undercover Lover that we've already referenced before with the, the excellent fight scene that uh, Baldwin and I were trapped together. And the, the whole other storyline is uh, Captain Awesome and Ellie, and they're kind of going through this like couple couple uh, issues, issues as a couple. And um, He wants a washing machine. He wants a washing machine, and she wants a plasma, which I thought was genius. <laughs> and uh, and you so know what we, you know what we did there. We took the thing. Oh, well, you and just kind of flipped it. Oh, is that what it is? It, oh, it seems so simple when you're actually. Yeah. <laughs> weeks worth of work. <laughs> At least. Yeah. And, uh, and so Morgan falls into the role of like, being their retail therapist. Exactly. Sure. And I, it's the clicking, Depends. the clicking. And all of the little things, like they'll say something and, and, he'll, and he'll give them this look of like, like any therapist would have like, it's that look you don't want to see from your therapist of like, oh, you've got really pr- big problems. <laughs> you start writing something and I was watching and I couldn't, all the scenes that I picked were just things they that I felt like when, when they just tickled me. They tickled me. I would be on set and I would just, I so appreciate the cast that we have and you guys did such a fantastic job putting us cast, all together, Patrick I think. Rush, and um, Patrick Rush, of course. And uh, so just, yeah, so I was tickled by Also, Morgan, you're actually genuinely trying to help them. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's completely in your best interest to destroy Captain Awesome and Ellie's relationship and make your move. Right. When push comes to shove, you're there for them. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I makes think, him an endearing character. Uh, that's right. He's I mean? not like a classic slasher. No, he's not. He's more of like... Like, you know he wants Ellie. He's always wanted Ellie. But he's also, like, still a gentleman in some weird Morgan-esque well, yeah, way. Like, Ellie's drunk and kind of passed out and, and sort of... The no-touch yeah, policy. Nothing, yeah, 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 yeah. It was sort of... I thought it was very sweet and sort of whatever. Yeah. It was like, you know... And yeah, you don't let Morgan's it go here. No, no, Plus, no, you no. have want, a girlfriend at that point well, that's anyway. That's the other thing, yeah. too. Then at this point, you do have... Anna kind of curbed my Ellie lust, I suppose. Slightly. Except when there's food in the Because I do... I there's a line that says, uh, you'll always be a sister to me. You're always like a sister to me. Right. right. Sister such I want to have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's such a great So line. it's always got... There's always a little bit such of a... Such a great line. So point for us. Good. A couple I'll of points, I'd say. I'll give it up. So there you go. On that one. And again, I, the, I chose scenes based on like just how giddy I got just watching everyone kind of interact and do their thing. And... Um, and uh, Vic, especially to me, I, I think is just a funny, funny guy. He's really, really talented, and uh, this is a, an opportunity for him to really shine and, and see this Jeff and Lester dynamic. And in, in a different way, this this episode especially fleshed uh, it out a little bit yeah, more. You yeah. got a sense of what they do after hours. Right, right, yeah, right, exactly, right, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> just go to Bennigan's. Just go to Benny's. <laughs> Benny's. Uh, I mean, there were so many takes where I just I broke so many times. I couldn't. It was so hard to look them in the eyes as they. Were were doing their thing and then of course baldwin getting to lay down the law just as there's a universe where like casey and jeff and lester share scenes together it's well i think that's one of the genius things again point for you guys uh that that you did well played but so well (laughs) uh that that by putting by putting casey in the buy more just immediate gold because you've got this guy who i mean i don't know i'm sure he's had plenty uh, of these undercover kind of gigs but to be working in retail at a big box nightmare. store, it's yeah, like yeah, a nightmare for him. It's a nightmare, and uh, he's got to work with these 
complete doofuses. Except I love that one. I love when you guys will put in something like, uh, like, beat it, I'm about to move a grill master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he starts taking pride. Guy, you know, yeah. Yeah. No matter what he does, he takes it serious. So, yeah. essentially, yeah. he wants to move merchandise. Yeah. So. Don't blow a sail from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a new guy. Could you talk about, like, improvisation? Because, like, Vic is, you know, notorious, and Scott, too. And, oh, like, and just, like, infamous. And, you know, he'll, he'll do it <laughs> once, one way, and then keep on changing it up. Yeah, he's so that, continuity. Oh, he's yeah. like an editor's, like... Dream slash nightmare. I think that's ultimately what you want, you know, yeah. is to is to have actors that that are constantly trying to keep it fresh, and especially in comedy, you know, it can become stale really quickly through all the rehearsal and all the takes, and and to be able to constantly look at it from a new way while keeping the heart of what you're dealing with, but you know, putting a little spin on it here or there. But it's but it's all. I mean, for me also, it's when you're working really long days, you want the crew and you, the writers, and and everyone to find it funny every time, you know. Because if you keep doing the same thing, then eventually you can see the camera operator going, yeah, I've been to this well, one that's before. The, and that's, you that's, key, that's do you guys key off of that, too? I mean, Yes. There's no greater nightmare than making something funny and not hearing a pin drop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're like doing a, th- a bit, and it's just like, <laughs> you have to get used to that. Because it's like, <laughs> and you're doing it now for seven times. Right. It's like, nobody's laughing. Right. <laughs> right. But until you, and it's like, cut, and you hear, ah! oh, yeah, thank God. Exactly. You know? What else we got? What else is on tap? This is your final. Oh, this is my, that's right. This is the final one that I. Uh, I actually, that episode, uh, I love that episode because it was like, the, you know, how do we like not really leave the buy more and is that going to feel? Yeah. And it was just a real opportunity to have everybody colliding off each other in ways that they never yeah. had before with some real time. It was really fun looking at an empty buy more too. I almost, yeah. I kind of felt like it was like those days when you're a kid and you got to go to school, but it's like toward the end of the year where there's actually no schoolwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you're just kind of running around and doing like whatever, that, like playing like Parcheesi yeah. in class. Yeah. And then, you know, the desk away. Yeah. And yeah. like, and I looked at this like giant open buy more. I just wanted to run around for no reason. Like, ah, I, don't, I don't know why I'm running, but you actually, there's nothing here. You actually did run around. I did. Yeah. Oh, there's the beautiful Matthew Bomer. You know when people that saying like God doesn't give with both hands, like well, I told I told Matt I said God must have been in the greatest mood in in the history of being God, which is which is infinite, by the way. People, it's God. Uh, there's no time. And and just you know whatever day that was, he's like I feel great. I'm gonna make Matthew Bowman, <laughs> and he's gonna be a model slash actor. It's like you know his looks, he, his talent. He's got everything. Right. He's a nice guy too, and he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Here's some, and they looked at me. and was like, here's some humor, and here's some body hair. Thanks, dude. Lots of body hair. Lots of body. I'm in a good mood. More body hair. More body hair. I just have a pilot on. He thought you were gonna live in colder climates. You know what I mean? Like, give him a break. He's God. He knows what he's doing. You messed up his plan. <laughs> oh, the, oh, for the last one I chose, uh, Chuck versus the nemesis, and we're having Thanksgiving dinner. And this was, anytime you're doing a big table scene, it is really, really difficult to shoot because you got to get all these angles and all this coverage. This took and, all day. And it's this really did, easy it took, to write. One scene took all <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> it's you like got it's everybody so, in one scene, yeah. and you're like, great. And then, uh, yeah. you know. And, and when we were shooting it, I, I, remember, I, I remember thinking, wow, this is going to be really, really tough to cut together. But why, again, why I chose this scene is because we had so many of the cast together and I felt like everybody had these great little moments to kind of you know that were definitive and very specific to their character and funny and it was just a, it was a fun scene it was fun to sit there with everybody and you know take all that in and everybody got to kind of have fun well, with I love that. Yeah. and it's it feels like a family you know what I mean it's yeah. like the, the family is the heart of the show and yeah. believing like that this is a you know a real family and bring, a, bring everybody together it's a I believe heart- there's a heartwarming uh, so those are my scenes that's why oh, yeah, yeah. Good yeah thank you thank you thank you they're a fun 
fun. Half points, half points throughout. Oh. So my team's only from the show. Right? Okay. These are Knott's Landing. Right, it's Knott's Landing, Silver Spoons, and Falcon Crest. And Falcon Crest. Is this you? This seems so tricky because it was the first scene of the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I hadn't picked it. Really? To me, it was just sort of when I finally saw it, like it was like, oh, I got the show again. Like, I mean, I knew what it was from reading it and making it and doing whatever. But when I finally saw it on the thing, it was like, oh, this is, and it almost wasn't in there. Well, you know, it almost wasn't in there. We had, we, it was tricky figuring out how to start the show. You know, do you start with the action? Do you start at the party? There was in the script. We kept going back. We kept. That was the only yeah. thing we really got notes on. Yeah. Uh, on the pilot, it was a very smooth process. Other than that, but how do you start the show right. in a way that informs? the tone and this has absolutely nothing really to do with what the show is about but everything to do with who the characters are yes and and which is why ultimately it won out and, and we're glad it did and you know and, right. and, and you look back on it and you're like well, of course you had to start the show that way yeah. but there were so many different versions even in script of how to start the show and then we're like well is anyone going to get that they're on the first floor when Morgan stands up yeah. and should we shoot outside the building to get yeah, them right. you know, right, yeah, especially, yeah. especially since when we were shooting this particular scene we were, actually we on, were on, on the, the second, second floor, floor. Yeah. we were playing the second floor for the first floor so and you were, out on, you were out on some scissor lift with yeah, like yeah, yeah. two by fours so like <laughs> guys I don't know is this really I don't know and we, yeah, we yeah. wanted to have people out on the outside walking past going hey do you know which way to the party and you, yeah, right, that, but, I remember that I remember but we talk, couldn't do it because there wasn't enough room on the scissor lift no exactly and it gives you a moment to live with the characters before everything kicks in, yeah. you know? Good you know, choice. Good choice. You're funny yeah. in it. Point us. I think at this point, it's two to 64 million. I think <laughs> yeah, that's ultimately... No, it's a tie. It's a tie. Oh, Could you're be a tie. so diplomatic. And this scene, because I thought, yeah. fantastic band. <laughs> that was so... There was... I don't know if you guys knew this, but there was like a little bit of like mariachi band drama going on. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, because... Well, because I think that the leader of the band, like the brains behind the outfit, was the guy playing like the stand-up uh, bass. But the star of the band was like the older gentleman that that had like the higher voice and the, and the guitar. And so, so... And he was really like getting into it, the guitar player. But the bass guy was like trying to be professional and like, you know, make sure everything was working right and whatever. And like, and, and the guitar player was more like the Wild Gun or whatever, the Richie mm-hmm. Sambora. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then at one point, like the guitar player had the neck of the guitar, it, it, unintentionally, I'm sure, in the face of the bass player, <laughs> and so you couldn't really get a clear shot of him. It, wow. it was hysterical. I was watching this whole dynamic going on. I was like, this is a mo- this is a show in and of itself. Yeah. Well, we had the footage. Yeah, I think we, we shot the mariachi oh. band at least 400 times. Yeah. So why do you like this scene? I like this scene, pod, funny right? you ask, because I think it's a beautiful scene. Uh, li- beautiful. You know, I think that, well, the I like lighting. the lighting. I think yeah. it's a really pretty scene. <laughs> and uh, the, the people in it are beautiful. That was a really uncomfortable light. <laughs> well, uncomfortable for you. <laughs> right. Okay. So, <laughs> no, I thought the performance was really good. And I think that's one of those scenes where TV date scenes can sometimes be like, oh boy, you know? For me, anyway, <laughs> as, a dude, as a dude, as a dude, and a you know, so this scene could have really sucked. It could, well, it could have been, it, it could have went one of two, the way it went, or it could have just been over. Like it, what was happy cool, or melodramatic so, or something like or, that, and just a forced sense of like all these two, like like now you got to sell these two like each other. What was cool was you both just, I just thought it was really natural and felt really sort of genuine and sweet and looked at each other really well. I just thought it really played well, and and I thought that you uh, you, you could tell that Zach. This is a leading man. This is a, like whatever when he stops yeah. being his her baggage handler or whatever. You know, that, like it's that a was few, one of the audition scenes too. Wasn't yeah, it? we heard that. That scene was. We heard that yeah. scene done so many I love those. I love the ones that you, that, I know. And you see, badly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It and was. The roof. It was that. Uh, it was really hard to intersect on the roof scene. But yeah, I remember. I remember those two, those two scenes uh, as being my audition scene. Um, this is this in. This is Sanworm. I just thought the effects did a great job. 
And, um, yeah, it was really weird seeing this scene as it was coming in in pieces, because like you know, there's just like a shot of you against green screen. You know, it just ha- putting the, there's like shots where the car's not in the foreground of the shot, and so you're like, oh my god, is this gonna fight <laughs> together at all? And then Zoic, being yeah. the, the digital wizards they are, all of a sudden you're like, oh, people are gonna believe me. the Sadowski's. Uh extra steering column coming out was like transformer status it was so good i was like holy crap like yeah. that looked so real yeah and then and then be, and getting just right then getting shot out of the car looked, yeah so good i mean yeah. it's like it's movie quality it's not like sometimes you watch television special effects and it's like that is the fakest thing i've ever seen in my life it's so cheesy yeah. but the stuff yeah, so is always really does good. such a good job really good job and the other thing too with the car is like we just want you it's just you can be anything it's like in future episodes we just want to add more stuff uh, yeah it's always been there that thing's going on water i was gonna say oh, dude, yeah. got to. are you yeah, kidding yeah. me Submarine. we've never seen the trunk too like what casey has back there yeah. in the arsenal well, that's a beautiful spy hunter. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, little oil slicks, smoke screen. But in conclusion, in wrapping up, mm-hmm. uh, I think we've come to a consensus, and we've all agreed that we win. <laughs> I just hope the audience enjoyed it. I hope we gave them some insight into our process, into, I, I, into the madness behind the. Sure. I think, I think if anything, we've just shown them that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> well, accidental, uh, yeah. Anybody can write a Do we get show. to see final cut of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of myself, Joshua Gomez, Joshua Schwartz, Christopher Fedak, Sarah Lancaster, uh, we bid you adieu. And, and they're, very, they're very tight. This is a very tight shot. So, so just to actually get in a little closer. I want to feel even more <laughs> uncomfortable. Close, Thank so. you for watching uh, this bonus feature. We thank hope you enjoyed it. Tom, th- Tom, I said thank you. <laughs> I think they can hear you on my microphone. I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>